Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pemberley Podcast. We have a very special episode for you today. Because it's an interview! Yay! Uh, but it's not just any interview. It's an information. Well, all of our in- interviews <laughs> are informational. informational. <laughs> well, here's the difference. We are now talking about Emma Approved, and the stars aligned, and freaking everything was just right, because we are talking about Emma Approved. We set out to interview James Bren Isaacs, who played Bobby Martin, right as they announced season two of Emma Approved and yeah. we didn't know it was coming and now we know it's coming. For context, in case you've completely missed it for some reason, yeah. a video announcement was posted. Starring Joanna and Brent. As Emma and Knightley telling the audience that they're coming back, that more of their documentary is going to get made and you can support it through Patreon and you can get behind the scenes on there, but you don't need to support Patreon in order to watch it. It's really exciting. More episodes coming <laughs> soon. And so we reached out to Bernie just saying, tell us everything. And one of our questions was, why continue the story now? And he said, Joanna and Brent wanted to do the series again in a fresh new way. And it naturally all starts and stops with them. I'm just glad I can support them in while at the same time giving our great fans something they'll really enjoy. And we also asked, what are you most excited about in continuing this story? He said, getting to play with these characters again while trying new ways to get the audience involved in this story. The in-world shareholder interactive system we're doing that doesn't just support the show, it gives a completely different relationship with the fans. It gives them direct influence. Patreon members are gonna influence a lot. And as we go along, it's clear that this is not the same old Emma approved. Ooh, I didn't yeah. think it would be. <laughs> Bernie likes to try different things. So yeah. thanks for that, Bernie. And then we pumped James for even more information. Exactly. We that got, was great. Yeah, we got to hear some of his own origin story, how he came into the Pemberley Digital Universe, and obviously all about new Emma approved, which she has a very cool role on as well that you'll get to hear about. So without further ado, check out our interview with James Brent Isaacs. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we have a very special guest who will eventually deliver some very breaking news to us. You know him from projects like Classic Alice and Emma Approved. Please welcome James Isaacs. Yay! Hi, guys. (laughs) Hi. Hello. How are you today? I am good. That's nice. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. Thank you for coming. So tell us a little bit about your origin story. What brought you to L.A.? L.A., oh, man, that's uh, just right off the tuck. Yeah. Um, what <laughs> We're going to start L.A.? Sure. So I just, I wanted to be an actor I, that, that had been decided. I, I tell long stories. So that's I'm fine. That's fine. Keep, okay, it's cool. It's a podcast. Mm-hmm. I was originally, I'm from New Jersey, oh, so the plan was to stay mm-hmm. in New York, do theater stuff, all these things. And then I had graduated college and moved back home and was commuting into the city every day. I was doing some plays. It was super fun. And we were wrapping up a show I was doing where I was I was, I was 23 years old and I was playing a 13-year-old kid at his own bar mitzvah where I had to shave 15 minutes before every show. Oh, wow. <laughs> because that 5 o'clock shadow came in at like noon. So it, I, before every show, I had to shave to, to, to look a little more convincingly like a 13-year-old who also wanted, was an aspiring rapper. So okay. I had to That's perform a, a hip-hop version of the Via Hafta, 
which uh, got the crowd going. It was a little, it was interactive show as well. So everyone was treated to a bar mitzvah during the show. Um, I'm segueing. So the show was uh, (laughs) wrapping up and the director who also played my mother in the show was moving back to California, Los Angeles specifically. And she said, well, the show's ending up. I think you should come back uh, with me to Los Angeles and try Los Angeles for a year. And I was like, I don't know. Things are going okay in New York. Like, it's starting, just starting to look for some apartments. I'm seeing a girl. And uh, she was like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, um, you've done New York for a year. Maybe you try L.A. and see for a year and see which one you like more. You're 23 years old. If you don't do this now, when will you? And I just kind of went, ah. <laughs> why'd you say that? <laughs> so the show wrapped up two weeks later, and after that, I'd packed the car up and moved out here and been here ever since. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Thank you. So what kind of stuff did you start working on when you first got to L.A.? It was mostly commercials that came out. Well, I mean, when I first got to L.A., it was just finding a job at all. So I, the spur, the first six months were just m- a lot of unemployment and some couch surfing and just looking for anything. And uh, I, I, I spent some time getting uh, my first job was at a UPS store in Hollywood, uh, which I was not very good at and did not last very long. And but eventually, once the work started coming, it was uh, commercial work. It was mostly commercials. That was where it all kind of was finally like, okay, I'll stay here for a little while. This is nice and. That's, yes, that was your question. Yes. yes. Yeah. What was, what <laughs> Do you remember your with? first commercial? Yes, it was an Amco commercial. What's Amco? Amco, double A, MCO, is a, <laughs> it's a franchise kind of car service okay. company where you can go to get like your oil changed and all that, but it's, you know, it's, it's the McDonald's of car service places, like Whoa. a Jiffy Lube and stuff. Fancy. The commercial involved, it's, it was kind of a situation where they were talking about how often when you go to these car service places, you don't know what's wrong with your car so you just make the sound the car is making to describe like what the problem is and so i just made this like weird noise that i guess the casting people ended up liking so i got that and i just spent a day making this noise in front of this car and it just ran forever i still (laughs) get these paychecks from it just to like i haven't seen it air in forever but they're like we just want to still have this just in case so like every couple years i'll just get this like little paycheck and be like you know amco is just the gift that keeps on giving So I'm sure there's a commercial, there's a YouTube video of it somewhere. We'll look for it. Yeah, no, d- dive <laughs> we'll post deep. Post it all over social media. Yeah, go I for it. I don't think you get residuals for those. I do not. But the people will see. Yeah. And that'll be great. Mm-hmm. So tell us about how you found out about the Pemberley Digital Universe. Oh, this is my favorite story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm actually just a big Jane Austen fan. I've read all the books. I love all the books. I, it's, it has brought me great joy having it in my life. And I was on Actors Access looking for auditions, as one does out here. And I saw this post for the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. And I was like, Lizzie Bennet, that sounds like Pride and Prejudice. That's a, that's a Pride and Prejudice character. What is that? And I clicked on it. And sure enough, it's a Pride and Prejudice web series. Mm-hmm. And they're casting for Wickham. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. I don't know if I'm a Wickham particularly, but I'm going to submit to this because I know the, the, the source material so very well. I'll know it more than any guy who goes in there, I am damn sure. So... <laughs> 
I submitted myself with a note going, I have read and loved every Jane Austen novel ever. And that was actually what got me in the room oh, <laughs> was wow. the person who was casting it at the time, Jenny Powell, was just like, like she's like, he just knows that that was it. That was that's why she brought me in. So I had read for Wickham and I ended up getting a callback. You know, we've all seen the show at this point, so we know what Wickham looks like. And he's got a fabulous torso. <laughs> I am not a, a hairless person by nature, so I had to make a choice the night before the callback of whether or not I was I wanted this role badly enough to shave my chest. I did, um, so I went, and I was also doing crunches nonstop for like two days straight, just trying to make sure that one ab showed at the very <laughs> least. Yeah, so I went in there and I read with Mary Kate. And I did not get that part, but they kept bringing me back for every other role. So I read for Wickham first, and then I read for Edmund at Dunham for Sanditon, which Kyle Walters mm-hmm. got. And then they brought me in for Nightly after that once Emma started. And I, I read with Joanna for that. And then they finally just gave me B-Mark, which was great, <laughs> which I've highly enjoyed. So it was a long process but that's the thing with Pemberley Digital like if they like you they will keep bringing you back Mm. um, until hopefully they find something for you like they really are good about that and I'm very happy that they did if you could play any other character in the Pemberley Digital universe who would you play Mm. dream role that's a good question now are we talking about shows that have already been made or could be made in the future could be made too both yeah could be made any character (laughs) people that we know and people that you've clearly thought of and have to tell us now. Yeah, let's see. There's There are two. Uh, Henry Tilney from Northanger Abbey is mm. pr- one of my favorite leads. Um, he's of a them good dude. Because he's one of every, pretty much every other Jane Austen like, hero love interest person is very staunch and quiet and reserved and, you know, is always doing the right thing, blah, blah, blah. Tilney's one of the few guys that's just, like, funny and carefree and not trying to stab your back at the same time. Like, everyone who seems like the really fun, charismatic person in these books is always, like, out to get you in some way or there's always something... Um, that they're not telling you or some secret that makes them like a not great person. Tilney, on the other hand, is just like cool. He's just cool. <laughs> so that would be a fun uh, thing to play with. Benwick from Persuasion is also great because he's this person who's just like super depressed and thinks he'll never love again. And then he falls in love with like the absolute opposite person that he should. Mm. And it just kind of blows your mind. It's like this arrested development thing of like, really? <laughs> her like them they got together that's a story and it all happens like out uh, out of the book like it's off camera if you will so <laughs> sure. it's it's the stuff you don't see and then you just hear like yeah they got together because she got hurt and he she was just on bed rest and they just kind of read poetry together until they fell in love and mm-hmm. it's like that's that's fun and just um frederick wentworth is also just a great character i'm, I'm giving you three i said two i'm giving <laughs> you three i love frederick wentworth persuasions probably it's, you know, it's, I have my things of which Jane Austen things are my favorite for various reasons, but Persuasion is kind of my favorite in terms of the general story and things. Emma's my favorite Jane Austen heroine of them all, but Persuasion is probably my favorite book because I find it to be the most relatable for most people. Mm-hmm. But that's nice. So yeah, um, Wentworth and Tilney and Benwick. So anyone, because I, I love the universe. <laughs> no, that's great. I love that you've given this so much thought. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, how did you first start reading Jane Austen? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was in my 
early 20s. It's very... <laughs> this, is, this is a fun story. Uh, so I had broken up with a girlfriend and had come to regret it completely. And re- I had come to realize this a little too late when she had already started seeing someone else. And so I had decided that I would win her back. <laughs> and do so by showing her how much I changed, which would be to stop reading the comic books I'd always read and start reading, you know, books like she did. She was a big book reader. And so I started reading books and I started like, you know, there was a, she had a list of all of her favorite books. And I was like, I will read all of her favorite books oh, and wow. be able to talk about them. And then she will know that I try and care about things that she cares about mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So I read all those books. And uh, we still hadn't gotten back together, so I, <laughs> no. I was like, "Okay, what other books do girls like?" And I'll just, I'll just keep like loading up ammunition, like that's what I'll do. And so it was this just very innocent thought of like, "What books do girls like?" Jane Austen. Girls like Jane Austen, so I'll just read uh, Pride and Prejudice. And so I read Pride and Prejudice with the intention of just like reading something that will, mm-hmm. will help me get my girlfriend back. And like, not even halfway through the book, I was like, "I think I just like this." <laughs> I'm just going to read, there are more? Okay, I'm going to read more. And so like, I read I read uh, Pride and Prejudice and then Emma, and, and, and it was the most amazing thing reading Emma for the first time and throughout the book just going, ah, this, guy, this is kind of like clueless, this happened here. <laughs> These characters feel really familiar. Really, oh my, wait, was clueless an adaptation of this? Is that what this was? Didn't realize it. Right. Like, like, I grew up watching that movie, didn't realize, decades later, I'm like, oh, this is a Jane Austen novel. And so I just progressively fell in love with this author's work as, you know, it, I, I got I got into it with some nefarious intentions and then just ended <laughs> up falling in love with it and, and as, as it was. And uh, it's this amazing thing of, like, I had, I had gotten into... You know, this this all came from a place of heartbreak, getting into books, but it ended up leading to this work that I love and, right. and being able to work on something that's been really important for a lot of people. And yeah, you know, this 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 not so great thing happened, but it just led to all of these amazing things that that happened afterwards that wouldn't have happened if this if this bad thing had happened in the first place. So. It's, uh, I, I find, you know, especially coming back to the show now, and it's, it's been therapeutic in a sense of just, it, it constantly reminds me that like good things can come out of, you know, sucky situations. That's my long-winded thing. But yes, yeah, yeah. so Jane Austen came about because I wanted to press, impress a girl <laughs> and just ended up liking it anyway. So you're actually our first Emma-approved guest Ooh. on the podcast. We talked to a lot of Lizzie Bennett people. Mm-hmm. I am honored. Good. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to say that. So we know a lot about how crazy Lizzie Bennett filming was. Can you tell us a lot, a little about, or a lot about how filming schedules went for Emma Approved? Was yeah. it like a one-day thing on a weekend where you all had to learn so many lines? Mm-hmm. We were a bit of a smoother sailing ship. Lizzie Bennett was just doing everything for the first time, and. Nobody, you know, they got success afterwards, but for the first time, you know, it was just like, if maybe this will work, maybe it won't kind of a thing. And Emma Approved definitely had the benefit of having come from a success already. So people were willing to like give it more stuff and give it more time. And so we weren't a one day shoot trying to cram everything in. Uh, We had two days. We shot it on a weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So it was usually an average of like 70, 75 page script for every episode. And that got 
divided into two days and it was smooth. I mean, we had a, a good crew that just got everything done really quickly and all of the actors were on point knowing their lines and it was it was really, you know, you're kind of in and out during the day and just kind of hanging out and having a good time. So it was it was a very, not not a lot of complications that really came up. It was, it was usually just a fun day day or two all around. That's cool. Mm -hmm. How long after, because I know Emma Approve made the rounds for like conventions and fan things. How long were you guys doing that for after? That that, that was different for everyone. I think I made it on the convention circuit for a year after, um, after the show ended. And then, but the rest of the cast, I think it was a good two years of them still being invited to things and going Mm -hmm. places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it would pop up every once in a while. At first, it was like almost every convention that was somehow related to YouTube or Jane Austen stuff. And then around year two or three, it was just Jane Austen specific things that, you know, started getting a little more niche, niche (laughs) words. Uh, Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was was a fun ride while it was happening. All right, that's cool. So let's talk a little bit about what you're up to now. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you don't? For work things, Emma-related things. Yeah. So uh, this week has been great. We, we're bringing the show back. Yay! It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a Patreon that launched on Wednesday to officially say that the show is coming back. And you, if you sign up for the Patreon, you are essentially a shareholder of the company Emma approved. So you get choice and responsibilities and things. So there's a few things that you get to do. We, you know, release questions every once in a while. But the big one that I love, at a certain level, you can actually vote on who the next client is going to be. So, which um, can be anyone. We have, we have lots of options. <laughs> and uh, so, which is great because now you're, you, it's not just reacting to, you know, just sending out a, a tweet or, or liking or commenting on a video or any, you are having a very specific you're showing you're determining where the show's going right. you're determining which arc is happening uh, which is super fun uh, that being said it's not a patreon to get the show going we've already shot our first eight episodes awesome. so Hello. yeah so we start airing in early october uh, to go with the coincide with our five-year anniversary when we first aired mm-hmm. and we'll already have an, we already have an arc that's you know getting ready to be airing now so is that still two episodes a week we're st- we're deciding actually on okay. that. It could be two episodes a week, or it could be one episode plus bonus content stuff. The second mm-hmm. week, it uh, it depends because we're trying to you know have this show and then also build more uh, universe wise. And so right. we're trying to we're keeping our options open a cool. little bit. But um, super excited to be back. I mean, yeah. when we when we shot a couple weeks ago, it was just the most fun having everyone. And like, I mean, most of, I mean, we've pretty much we've all stayed friends since we wrapped like three years sure. ago. So it was really great to just hang out for the day and like nobody it, we hadn't skipped a beat it was like no time had passed whatsoever we were just really happy to get back into things That's awesome. um yeah so like the show is coming no matter what this is the <laughs> the patreon kind of help us sustain the show a few months down the road when we've mm-hmm. kind of done all the episodes that we had kind of planned for already right awesome. so who from the original casting crew can we expect to see again mm-hmm. everyone from the original core cast oh wow it's uh obviously emma and alex mm-hmm. harriet Beamart. Um, those will be the consistent four. Okay. Everyone else that comes back is, you know, it's it's uh, pretty much everyone has expressed interest or has been like, yes, call me when you need me right. kind of a thing. 
So it's uh, kind of up to, you know, however we want to go with the story, which is yeah. fun. Is it appropriate to call this a reboot or like a next season? Or what's the proper term for what Emma is moving forward? We're going, I think we, we keep saying like season two. Okay. Is what we're kind of going with. Got it. It's been fun bringing it back because, you know, I mean, I've just been going around saying, uh, you know, revivals are really in right now. (laughs) (laughs) You made it happen. So we're we're catching catching that wave. But uh, I think think officially it's season two. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what to call it because we finished the book. Right. So, yep. like, we ran yeah. through. I mean, if it's maybe this was, it could just be like a, an American horror story type thing where it's just a mini series after a mini series kind sure. of. I don't know. Yeah, it's still, it's an absolute continuation. Everything's canon, nothing's changed, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Any original writers or crew or producers from season one? Yeah, Bernie is coming back as director and writer. And let's see, Katie Most is our production designer again, which is. Great. Very happy about that. Uh, I have actually jumped on as a writer for a few episodes okay. as well. Which very, <laughs> that was super fun, just like writing certain things and like, I can't. <sighs> Everyone's letting me do this. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so weird. It's, it's, I say weird because that's just my go-to word for things. But like, <laughs> I was a fan, not just of Jane Austen, but like of this mini, of, of like Lizzie Bennet and the Pemberley world before I even got cast. And then I got cast in the show. Like, I always saw myself as the fan that got to be in the show. Hmm. And now I'm, like, writing for it as well. It, yeah. It's it's just, it's it's amazing how that I get to be so much a part of this world and, and a part of it again. So I'm just, I'm having a great time. But, yeah, so there's some orig- uh, there's a good amount of original people from, from the old crew and uh, a good amount of new faces as well. What's cool about having five years um, gone since we aired, three years since, you know, we aired our, our last video posted or anything, is that a lot of our fans that were watching it from the beginning have now, like, graduated high school and college and are out in the workforce. And so, like, some of the people on our crew used to watch the show when they were growing up, and now they're, like, working on it, too. So they're just all like... <sighs> Dream's coming too. I'm working on a show I used to love. Like, this is the reason why I got in the media and everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> just like, this is great. This that is great. great. So, yeah. That was me. I was a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was watching it come out. Can you give us any hints as to who new clients are going to be? You said you had many options. Do you want to tell us what those options are so the people can vote accordingly? Yeah, absolutely not. Um... <laughs> <laughs> are they in the Jane Austen universe or are they literary characters in general? Yeah, right. Right now, it's all going to be Jane Austen okay. stuff. If it goes into literary characters later on, um, I'm, I'm not sure how much of a how how likely that will be. Sure. I'm not sure. There's a, there's so many characters to play with. Right. But mm-hmm. we are definitely expanding to just you know. I mean, Pemberley in general, the Pemberley digital world was a universe in itself, very much mm-hmm. like the MCU, where it's just all these <laughs> you know every Jane Austen character that exists exists in this world and timeline. Yeah. Extent. So anyone can pop in at any point in time. Uh, we do have a list of characters that mm-hmm. we want to go to immediately. Do you want to share that with us right now? No, because you'd have to join the Patreon (laughs) to determine which characters are going to come first. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, what's fun about it is that you're kind of finding out because we'll give, t- we're basically with the Patreon, we give you two options. Choose which one of these two characters to to have the next arc be. So you're not just deciding who the next character is going to be. You know, like, in the future, who's down the line as well. So sure. there's a lot of benefits. And we got a lot of cool options and and storylines that can go from there and things. And so there, it's, it's just full of potential. I'm super excited. 
I'm super excited. I actually wish I could I could say <laughs> some of the things, but it's it's been it's been a lot of fun getting getting this ball rolling again. Yeah. So would you say that this sort of like fan involvement up top is part of what's going to be make it so different from season one or is there other stuff you can tell us that's going to make it different from season one other than the fact that you basically finished emma yeah i think one of the biggest changes is that we're changing the format in terms of how we shoot the show and how the show is it's you know the first one was a vlogger format very strictly on that Mm -hmm. uh this one it's actually going to be more of like the office style or Parks and Rec. It's going to be a much more documentary, um, mockumentary kind of style where we'll still have a vlogging element through the confessionals because that's what we really liked when we were thinking about bringing the show back is like we can still have that vlogging element when they're talking to the camera in between like what's going on, like what happens in these shows like Office and Parks and Rec and Modern Family. And so that transition uh, can be still very organic and it's a way to kind of like up the game and raise the stakes and kind of evolve what the show is and it works really well for Emma Approved because we were an office comedy in general first time around. So yeah. having just expanding that office comedy part of, of things uh, made it really easy to just kind of uh, go new directions. And it just it really adds to the comedy and the comedic timing. Like we we're having such a great time with just acknowledging that the camera's there and like looking straight into it when things get awkward and just having there be a crew that we can kind of, you know, feel weird that is there. Uh, yeah, so that's that's going to be one of the bigger changes. That's good to know. Um, so it's been, you know, like four-ish years since the show has progressed. Has Knightley put a ring on it? Oh, man. And or will he be putting a ring on it? Right. That's, you know, that's... Um... That's that's one of those watch the show things, I think. But you know, there's it's only We had to ask. We had to ask. Yeah, I know you have to ask, but yeah. why like yeah, that's that's a great like let's Especially ask you're writing let's on ask the show what now. could potentially be a major plot point in the entire <laughs> yeah. series. Bernie said could... you could tell us everything. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that's what he told me. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I mean look, it's uh, the characters are back and anything can happen and, and all these characters and have the been together for happen. a long time. Yeah, so there's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's anything could gear anywhere. You know, it's yeah. And I'm 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 not good at saying yes or, or no. I'm not, I'm not I'm not good at uh, uh, withholding information. Withholding There's gonna be a proposal. Oh, right. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that, you know, if we did have a proposal of any kind between, you know, Harriet and B-Mart or Knightley mm-hmm. or Emma, it has to top the crane drop. And right. how do you top the crane drop? You're like, the writer on the show. I know I'm the writer on the show, but <laughs> even cranes. I'm feeling that pressure of like, I mean, that crane drop was the most romantic experience of my life <laughs> Even the, like whether it was a real, it was B Mart or me, like I in my real life have never experienced anything that amazing. Trying to figure out how to top that is just I, I, I don't. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. It's got to you know we got it has to be bigger and better than that. So it has to happen. We have some fan questions, please. So this is not us. This is the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz from Patreon wants to know. Hi James, uh, I love the extra videos you did for the Pemberley Digital Two channel. Your reaction to one of all your auditions was hilarious. Two questions. One. How much did the source material influence your interpretation of Mr. Martin? Sorry, B Mart. And two. What would you do with a lifetime supply of nacho cheese? Mm. Well, thank you for your question. Appreciate that. Hello to you as well. So what was great with B-Mart in a, in a certain way is that with Emma, he's a farmer that 
is never actually spoken to in the book. He's talked about, but you never really ever see him or anything like that. And even like in some of the greatest adaptations, uh, like the 2010 miniseries with uh, Romola Girard, <laughs> um, who I love as an actress, but can never say her last name. Uh, you see him on camera and it's just, he never says a word. With that being said, what's what's cool about it is that you can kind of go anywhere with the character. So there wasn't too much of an influence as as much as you want to present him as someone who like you like, but definitely Emma would kind of say no to at first, but you're also a little upset that he would say no to at first. I mean, it's it's kind of, I mean, the only other really great adaptation, uh, like representation of that character is in Clueless with mm-hmm. Breckin Myers. And like, they had so much fun with this like stoner skater guy. That was, <laughs> and, and, yeah, the quick answer to the question is there was not a lot of influence I could take from the book because there wasn't a lot there, which gave me the freedom to just kind of bring my own stuff to the table, which I, I, I think people liked. So that was nice. It was very like, whew, good. They like it. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you do with a lifetime supply of nacho cheese? Good question. Um, yeah, I'd eat a bunch of it until I couldn't stand it anymore. And I'd just donate it like crazy. I think <laughs> nice. I'd just hand it out to people in need. Yeah. Of cheese. Yeah. Um, Linos from Twitter asks, what's it like coming back to Emma Approved after a five-year gap? It's the greatest. It's so much fun. It was, it's, you know, like I said, we've we've already, we already spent a weekend filming stuff and it's just been amazing having the team back together and just making stuff and being excited to make things. And since we launched the Patreon, like it was in the um, announcement video, it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's all the fans have come out and did and support and are very excited and I mean I posted one picture on my Instagram just saying that it was coming back and that has more likes than anything I've posted all year <laughs> so I'm like where have you guys been it's just <laughs> I mean, like I've posted a lot of pictures the past year and it's nothing nothing you've been all of a sudden you're all here um <laughs> So it's nice to know that, like, not only are we excited to all be back, but there is excitement for, you know, the fans that were coming back Absolutely. as well, so, which is very encouraging. We're all we're all very happy. And it's been great just hanging out with my friends and working with my friends again. And, and yeah, I'm 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 over the moon. I'm very happy. <laughs> That's good. Seal Bond from Twitter wants to know, does this mean the Emma approved revival is made by Pemberley Digital? Yeah. Yeah, it's all still in universe. It's all everything is still canon and it's all part of the shared universe. Our um intern app that came out over mm-hmm. the summer that the was in, yeah, yeah, the moments that was in beta which which had a few bugs. Um that's all that's canon as well. Everything that happened in the moments app is there. I do think the moments app will be coming out again. Um, I can't confirm that, but I do know like we want it to come back so that it can be like a side thing that's going on with everything. Because oh, cool. that's the thing with Pemberley Digital stuff. It's all about the multimedia, right. you know, and the transmedia and everything is supposed to be a part of it. And that was a really great opportunity to, you know, get people involved and, mm-hmm. you know, be a part of the side stories and stuff. And I think if we can get it rolling a little smoother, it'll mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a really great addition to, to the show. One of the Patreon perks did mention like a moment story is kind of perk to it too. Yeah. So is there the intention to have story still running along moments? I, and, I yeah. yeah, I I do think I, I do think the goal is to have moments going along as well. Okay. Um, hopefully soon once sure. we start our next arc yeah. and can have who our client is be represented in the app as well. Cool. So. Will that be in addition to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and 
fashion blogs yeah, like last time? Pretty much everything's going live again. Okay. Oh, awesome. Or we're trying. We're right. trying to get everything <laughs> going live. I mean, Emma and Al, you know, the, the four core characters are, are tweeting again. There's been some posts in some places. So <laughs> things are things are getting active. Things are getting activated. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Sarah from Twitter asks, what do you want to bring to B-Mart this time around? Is he going to put a ring on it? <laughs> so B-Mart's definitely gone through some changes. I, it was, it, I definitely tried to represent that in the last couple episodes that we shot. You'll, you'll find out in a few weeks. Okay. Yeah. You can't tell us about the changes that he's gone through? I can't. Yeah, but I mean, you can also, you know, no, I mean, you guys can tell a little bit just because I don't look like B-Mart right now from the original <laughs> I style. Wanted, I didn't want to ask, but I want to ask, does B-Mart have a beard? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, at first I hadn't posted anything in a while just because I hadn't posted like anything in a while of my face anywhere. Sure. And then we started filming stuff and I was like, I... I'm going to continue to not... I think I want to make this last as long as I can so that when, sure. when B-Mart is seen for the first time, they'll all go, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Caitlin from Twitter, in a similar vein to my question, wants to know what's going on in the world of B-Mart and Harriet. Yeah. Uh, Are they still together? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there, there's only so much I can say about what's going on with it. Okay. Like, I can't talk about potential, like, engagements. I can't talk I can't talk about any relationship stuff. So, okay. it's, yeah. That, okay, that was not an answer. Yeah. It's not right. an answer. No, it did. It's not an answer, but everyone is still working together at the very least. So. Interesting. Yeah. Great. Got it. Carriotta Lynch from Instagram asks, how did you end up being the narrator of the behind-the-scenes fun videos, not just a character? Yeah, um... Bernie asked me to do it, and I said yes. Cool. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. Like, what's been great about you know working with Bernie, you know, over the past few years, and especially during the Pemberley stuff, is that he's always shown me a lot of respect for having a good amount of knowledge about Jane Austen in general. Like, he's he's recognized that I am a fanboy of Austen as well, so I'm always happy to do Austen things. So. The Pemberley Two stuff came about just because he knew he knew I'd know what to I'd be able to talk about. You sure. know, he knew I'd I'd be able to fully talk about things and not just kind of be like, "What's on the cue card?" Like <laughs> I I yeah, it's I'd, I'd have a lot of fun with it and be able to contribute. You know, mm-hmm. so that just came about because he was like, "Yeah, we're doing behind the scenes stuff. You want to you want you want to host it?" And I said, "Yes." Oh, this last one. C. Prozen from Instagram wants to know: Since Emma approved, what kind of projects have you been working on? So after Emma approved, there was social medium, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. I got to do that with a few friends, which was about a uh, a woman named Beatrix, who has this power where she can see sense ghosts. Her like, the show is about uh, a woman who exercises ghosts and demons out of people's social media and tech everything. So there's there was a Patreon demon, and there was. <laughs> Ah, what all, what what all was there? Oh, uh, so there was a Spotify um, episode where there was a band that was actually like sucking the souls from their listeners because their songs were what oh, the band okay. was were actually muses. And there was a chupacabra and a Farmville kind of game <laughs> that she exercised out of something. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Uh, it it. Uh, we didn't get to do a second season, but I got to play this kind of Xanderish character mm-hmm. that that I was very happy to get to play. I uh, tried to get my own series going on called Fictional Fairs, which was this effort to just bring everyone that I've met over the past couple of years and have them all on this awesome project and 
it was a it was this great concept of this uh, like an Uber driver, but all of his all of his um, all of his passengers are characters from classic literature and fairy tales, and they're not modernized in any way. They're coming straight into they're coming into the car straight from the book, where it's the same costumes and everything. I was really excited to get it going, but our seed and spark did not make it. <laughs> so that kind of, that's uh, you know, I'd, I'd still like to make it someday. It's just, yeah. it's it, it did not happen when I was kind of hoping it would. But so there was there was some effort to get some projects going in between there. And, and yeah, that's, uh, that's you know, commercials. There's a good amount of commercials in between. Never as many as Brent Bailey, <laughs> who's just everywhere all the Every time. Every car commercial possible. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I get, I get, I think it's like four or five Taco Bell commercials that sure. he's in. It's yeah, it's you know, good for him. Good for yeah. you, Brent. I'm very happy for you as a friend. Yay. <sighs> no, uh, yeah. So it's just, it's been little things here or there, but uh, it's you know, admittedly, nothing is. Uh, massive and as as affecting as uh, Emma approved have been, so so is Emma pretty much the project we always give our guests the opportunity to shamelessly plug whatever they're working on now. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is that is it right now. That's that's the current thing that I am doing and very happy and looking forward to getting out into the world for everyone else. So. Any last minute facts information you want to give us or the listeners about what's coming up next eight episodes yeah join the patreon it's <laughs> it, it's really it, it it's definitely worth joining uh you, you'll be very involved with things in terms of what's coming up for the first arc people are really gonna like who our client is mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely something to look forward to it's this arc was really made to set up that like things there are some changes but also it's still the same show that you love it's it's just evolved in a sense and the book has ended and we are very aware that the book has ended so we're not trying to like expand from the book or like try to make up more things that would have that could have happened in the book we're really just like this is a show that because it's in an office setting, anything can happen and anyone can come in. So we're just playing with that a lot. Yeah. So it's 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 a lot of it's going to be very organic, and I think people are really going to like it, and they're going to be very excited to see who our who our first uh, client is. Definitely, definitely tune in. So where can people find you on social media? I have a well, I have a YouTube page that I haven't posted on very much ever, so I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> even really recommend it. But that's like James Brent Isaacs on YouTube. But in Twitter and Instagram, I am JBI University, so you can find me there. Oh, nice, great. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. <laughs>